Welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast, where we discuss business solutions to help listeners develop and implement action plans for true lean process improvement. I am your host, Patrick Adams. Hello and welcome to the Lean Solutions Podcast. My name is Patrick Adams, and today we're going to be talking about a new management system. Now, I say new, but actually these are not new techniques for management. As you'll hear during this podcast, many of these techniques have been around for a long time. And probably many of you listening today have heard of even or even deployed many of these techniques within your own organizations. However, I call it new because while many people have heard these techniques, very few use them and adopt them as their way of managing. This is a huge problem, especially because They are proven to be the right management style to actually transform and sustain a culture of continuous improvement, a culture that innovates, a culture that adapts for growth, a culture that results in the long-term sustainability for any organization. Before we try to implement this new management system, it's important that we are ready for it, right? For many companies, they may not be ready to launch into improvement initiatives. Taichi Ono, considered the father of the Toyota production system, said, without standards, there can be no Kaizen. Or in other words, we need to be stable before we can start improving. How will you ever really know that you're getting any better if you have no idea where you're starting? Many companies live in this constant state of chaos and instability. People begin their lean initiatives uh, in this state in hopes of making things better, and the, the instability of their operations and their leadership causes things to just fall apart. And then they blame this new management system or lean initiatives, right? Well, you need to begin by stabilizing your operations, stabilizing your leadership, and stabilizing your processes. And one way to do that is to establish some standards, right? Begin by establishing your current best way of doing things. Um, And then work together to analyze the current process, make any necessary improvements, and document this new standard work. Those people closest to the work should be the ones that are creating that standard work. Make it visual, post it at the place where the work is being done, and don't forget to audit it regularly to ensure compliance to the new standards. Even with good standards in place, uh, have you ever wondered why lean thinking and lean improvements sometimes come and go? Uh, let's talk about that. So, you know, speaking at a lean conference a few years back, and uh, other experts from the conference supported. Uh, the claim that 95 to 98% of lean implementation fails. I mean, that's a pretty big number, right? So, uh, you know, over 90% failure rates in their experiences. I've heard this number thrown around, and while I don't have the data to support it, these numbers beg the question, why, right? Why is that? And if it's true, I imagine this failure rate for lean initiatives can be very discouraging. Or is it, or should it be? Have you ever heard the term fail often, fail early, fail forward? Well, failure is, uh, it's not the area that we should be afraid of, right? Failure should be embraced. In fact, we should seek out failure to learn and improve. However, for many organizations, when their first failure happens, I do failure in quotation marks with my fingers. I know you guys can't see that, but when their first failure happens or when lean initiatives call for harder work than anticipated, they quit and blame the failure on lean, right? For most of these organizations, they're quick to move on to the next flavor of the month, you know, program or whatever it might be. Well, this creates 
a frustrated and discouraged workforce. Sustainment only happens when organizations are truly committed to true and lasting change. This means a relentless pursuit of cultural transformation, no matter what. Lean, it's not easy to sustain. But if you stay the course, the results can change your world. So in my experience, leadership has been a key component to both sustainment and the collapse of lean initiatives. As an organization, it's imperative to develop your leaders to understand and embrace the creation of a learning organization, which is supported by an enabling operating system. So every leader in your organization must be truly committed. Cultural, cultural transformation is going to be hard, right? Humans can be difficult. There are many obstacles that you'll face on your lean journey. Uh, but when you're truly committed to success, you don't let anything stand in your way. There was a Gallup study a few years back that said that 50% of people who leave their jobs do so to get away from bad leaders. 70% of employees are not engaged at work. And then when they studied managers, they found that 51% are not engaged and 14% are actively disengaged. So what can we do about it? In order for lean initiatives to be sustained, we need a different leadership system, a different management system. If you don't put these systems in place, it's going to fall apart. If you manage the same way, the same meetings, the same metrics, you'll get the same behaviors, the same beliefs, and the same results, right? What's the definition of insanity, right? That's, that's where we're at. So unless we change the way that we manage, we will fail at deploying lean initiatives. If you want to sustain improvement initiatives, then you need to manage differently. Before we dive into uh, lean leadership, which is what I want to talk a little bit about today, let's talk about leadership in general. When you hear the word leadership, what comes to mind? Would it be a political leader maybe who's pursuing a passionate personal cause? Maybe it's an explorer that, that cuts the path through the jungle for the rest of the people to follow. Or is it an executive who develops his or her company strategy to beat the competition? Well, what do all these people have in common? A simple definition of leadership is the art of motivating a group of people to act toward achieving a common goal. Uh, I emphasize three words there. Motivating, act, and goal. Those are three important words for this definition. Leaders help themselves and others to do the right things. They set direction, they build an inspiring vision, and they create something new. Right? Leadership is about mapping out where you need to go to win as a team or as an organization. It's dynamic, it's exciting, and it's inspiring. Right? What I'm going to talk to you about now is some methods, some techniques, some actions that you can take to help motivate your workforce. Okay? So the terms management and leadership sometimes are used interchangeably, uh, but they definitely don't have the same meaning. Leadership is about setting a new direction or a vision for a group to follow. For example, uh, a leader is the spearhead for that new direction, right? Management, on the other hand, controls or directs people and resources in a group according to principles or values that have been established. So management involves uh, cre in creating timetables to meet commitments, developing specific action steps, um, and this often requires managers to put some type of structure to a plan, which includes staffing requirements, communications, delegation of responsibilities, right? Management also is involved in monitoring of activities. They spot deviations from the plan. They organize solutions, 
In contrast to that, leadership is to create well-defined vision and strategy. A leader has to line up all the relevant stakeholders with this vision and strategy. And then an effective leader energizes and motivates people to achieve that vision, no matter what the obstacle, right? Um, I've worked for both uh, managers and leaders who did not have both management uh, principles and leadership principles. So uh, together, right? Because leadership should really complement management, not replace it. So I've worked for really, really good managers who couldn't couldn't lead people. People wouldn't follow them, right? I've also worked for really, really great leaders that could motivate people, uh, but didn't have the you know the 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 detailed action behind um, you know the the management side of things, the the communications, the delegation of responsibilities, monitoring of the activities, right? So um, as I said, leadership should really complement management, not replace it. Uh, when I was in the United States military. Uh, in, as well as a, as a manufacturing professional. I can tell you that I've worked for and with leaders of all types. I can also tell you that my, my experience has shown those leaders who drop their ego and lead by coaching and enabling others are the leaders who have been the most successful. I've told this story before, but as a United States Marine, I attended SEER training, which is survival, escape, resistance, uh, sorry, survival, evasion, resistance, and escape survival training. Uh, Sears, it's an advanced code of conduct course. All military personnel get their initial code of conduct instruction during basic training uh, where they're taught about uh, American service members' legal responsibility if captured by enemy forces. But SEER goes beyond that and it, it starts with survival. So I remember a young captain who taught me a valuable lesson in servant leadership. After many days of limited food rations, the enemy, forced, the enemy forced all of the officers to eat first. They, they brought out these big pots of, uh, I think it was rabbit stew maybe. But we all stood in line waiting for a small bowl of soup, right? Uh, after about 10, 15 officers received their bowl of soup, the enemy kicked over the table and the soup spilled all over the ground. This, this young captain and a few other officers were the only individuals who had received their bowl of soup. Without hesitation, he ordered the other officers, beginning with himself, to disperse their soup among the rest of the group. I would have followed that man to the end of the earth, especially that day, because I was starving. <laughs> uh, what an amazing example that he gave me of a true servant leader. A great leader is also a servant leader. They choose others before themselves. They're humble. They listen. They build trust. They see conflict and are quick to resolve it. Right? A lean leader never abuses his or her authority. They encourage collaboration, trust, empowerment. But the question is, how do we get there? Right? You, you may already have some of these qualities, but how does someone become a great lean leader? How do you develop those qualities? Um, so lean leaders need to really embrace and champion continuous improvement throughout their organization. They need to be committed to ensuring activities are value add and that the people are empowered to solve problems and improve processes. The best way to define lean leadership is really to compare it to traditional leadership, right? So if we think about traditional leadership, we would say, you know, leaders plan. They, they, they lead their staff by meeting goals that are set by the leader. The leader produces metrics um, and, and feedback when, when it's not met. Uh, they have rigid enforcement of rules and regulations. 
information controller would be a good way to define a traditional leader. Sole problem solver, technical expert, right? These are all words that you would, how you would define what a traditional leader used to be. Um, a lean leader, on the other hand, they're direction setters. They ensure that the team goals support the vision. They monitor and audit the team's metrics. They set the expectation. They're an information conduit, right? Facilitate root cause analysis. They're a technical resource, not a technical expert necessarily. They provide forward workloads. They appraise team's performance to team goals. These are all characteristics that you would see in a lean leader. There's also five leadership moves or actions that a leader could perform to provide leadership on a lean journey. The first one is that leaders must be teachers. In a lean organization, leaning, learning, in a lean organization, learning is critical and it's line management's direct responsibility. A strong lean foundation is based on how people think. So management and employees need a common philosophy, ideas, and principles to effectively communicate with each other. Leaders can't just put workers into situations and hope that they'll learn the right things, right? Leaders have to take responsibility for the message and combine even some real life experiences with direct coaching. The second one is that leaders need to build tension, not stress. Tension, not stress, right? Workers feel stress when conditions are nearly impossible and the path forward is shrouded in fog, right? It's the leader's job to clear the fog. It's the leader's job to help them understand that the conditions are not impossible. Tension is experienced when they sense a gap between the current reality and the ideal state, right? They have to know where they're heading and know where they're at today and see the gap. That creates the tension. With resources and support from leadership, employees can see a clear path forward. The third uh, of the leadership actions is to eliminate fear and comfort. Lean culture requires action, experimentation, and a new way of thinking, all of which involves risk. So lean leaders need to eliminate the fear of innovation and the comfort in status quo. This comfort has been providing employees with a safe environment, void of changes that they think are out of their control. So learning occurs when employees leave that comfort zone. The fourth one is that we lead through visible participation, not proclamation. So leaders need to commit to active participation, not just proclaim the importance of lean. I've worked for many leaders that I, I remember them being out on the floor, rolling up their sleeves, hands in the machines, helping to get uh, to solve a problem, right? They're not just sitting in a corner office hoping that problems get solved. Uh, but when leaders participate in uh, or lead like waste walks, for example, or coach problem solving sessions, ask operators for their knowledge, the employees understand the importance of lean. Through active participation, leaders observe how lean is understood and applied. And it tells more than, it re than reports do that, that they pull off a computer, right? So last but not least, uh, as far as leadership actions go, we want to build lean into personal practices. Lean leaders should take a look at their own routines, starting with standardization, develop clearly structured processes for certain activities, and then designing a structured flow for their own time that will help them to become more predictive and further reinforce the value of their standards. All right, so I want to cover uh, six key traits of lean leaders, and this will help us to kind of wrap up today. Uh, but these six key traits of leaders were um, first laid out in 2015 by John 
Hamelian, who wrote about the six traits in an article published by the Process Excellence Network. Um, and as an organization committed to cultural transformation, I believe that your leaders need to be intentional to develop these traits within themselves. So uh, the first key trait is that uh, they need to have journey embracement. Okay, the first one is journey embracement. And then the second one is relentless pursuit of perfection. So lean needs to be accepted and embraced by, organ by the organization and every single leader within the organization. Lean needs to be the way that you do work. It's not a tool or a step towards something else. Continuous improvement is a never-ending journey towards perfection. So many times I hear organizations who uh, started on their lean journey just to quit when the going gets tough, right? Your journey towards perfection is not going to be easy. In fact, Thomas Edison once said, opportunity is missed by most people because it's dressed in overalls and looks like hard work. For anyone who knows Paul Akers, he's the CEO at FastCap, you would know that he's also a relentless maniac and cheerleader for continuous improvement. He's truly embracing the journey. He arrives at the office nearly every day, talking to everyone and asking them to show him their improvements. And then he creates these videos, and I believe he uses WhatsApp, but he sends these videos out to the entire company supporting Kaizen, right? Every little Kaizen, these small improvements, these two-second improvements. He celebrates, usually loudly and visibly, every single improvement, no matter how small, every single day. He's usually more excited about the improvement than the person who made it. How many presidents or CEOs are willing to make that level of commitment? I'll tell you from experience, not very many. It takes hard work and total embracement of the journey. There is a reason fanatical customer focus is at the center of a lean culture. Having a relentless focus on the customer is the path to sustained growth and profitability for any organization. This fanatical customer focus must become everyone's responsibility, not just the leaders. The customer is the only reason that you have a job, right? If, if they're not your focus, then you might as well go home because you're, you're not needed, right? Every employee must understand that they need to, what they need to do in order to maintain and add value to both internal and external or your end customers. The fourth trait is to become a champion of simplicity. Champion of simplicity. The biggest reason that so many leaders fail to maintain a robust, workable lean system is their desire for complexity. This desire seems to be almost human nature, right? We begin simple enough, but then we add more and more levels of complexity until eventually we have a system that takes far too long to maintain. When we're working with human beings, we must keep things as simple as possible or things will begin to fall apart. Again, when I was serving in the United States Marine Corps, I taught a, variable va a very valuable lesson about communicating strategy to all levels of the organization. The lesson uh, has become known as Napoleon's Corporal. Napoleon uh, recognized how vital it was to have an enlisted soldier in the planning process. While creating their battle plans and their war strategies, Napoleon made sure that there was a corporal in the room. And then once complete, he would turn to the corporal and he would ask, you know, hey, do you understand the plan? I'm sure he didn't say it just like that, but he, he'd ask him, did you understand the plan? And the corporal would either say, yes, sir, right? And if he did say, yes, sir, then the general would carry out the plan knowing that it could be cascaded down to the troops on the ground um, and that it would be understood and well enough to be executed. And if they didn't understand, then the group would continue working on the plan until the corporal understood it. Another concept used by uh, the military is KISS, or keep it simple, stupid. 
when communicating expectations to your team. They need to be communicated in a simple, effective manner that everyone can understand. Finally are the last two traits. Uh, these are living the Gemba style and authentic, upstanding, and respectful. If you know anything about the story of Numi, uh, I believe it's worth mentioning here, Toyota was asked to partner with GM and the results were extraordinary. Toyota developed a culture of engaged problem solvers. They selected GM's Fremont plant for Numi's location, which was also considered to have the worst workforce in the automobile industry. Uh, and that was by United Auto Workers. Sex, drugs, alcohol, and gambling were all rampant on the job. Those workers went to Japan for a full immersion in Toyota's production system. The traditional way of managing employees in the United States was top-down and usually done from the office. This was quite different than in Japan where the leaders embraced a Gemba style of leadership and respected the expertise of those closest to the value at work. In a traditional management system, employees are told about decisions after the decisions are made and then expected to just do what they're told, right? This coercive type of system doesn't provide respect to the employees. At Numi, however, after the full immersion in the Toyota production system, the employees were empowered to make decisions, sometimes within boundaries, uh, but either way, they were empowered to make their own decisions. Standard work provided a baseline and starting point for consistency, and then employees measured their results based on a known expectation that they were cross-trained to, uh, to move wherever the greatest need was. So leaders were placed at the Gemba, where the value-add work was being done so that they could ask questions and help remove roadblocks. Pretty amazing to think about uh, what they did. Uh, but another area as I, as I wrap up here is, is uh, Dr. Jeff Liker's leadership development model. Uh, this is a, something that I would definitely suggest you going out and looking into. Um, Dr. Jeff Liker, uh, his lean leadership model helps break through the development plateaus and creates a sustainable future for lean thinking uh, in your company. So when leaders adopt this model as their system, their way of thinking, amazing things can start to happen. So there's four different areas in that leadership development model. Uh, committing to self-development is the first one. Coaching and developing others is the second one. Daily management and Kaizen is the third one. And then the fourth one is to create vision and align goals. So I hope you'll go out and take a look at that one. And uh, otherwise, I appreciate your time today. And I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of the Lean Solutions Podcast. If you haven't done so already, please be sure to subscribe. This way you'll get updates as new episodes become available. If you feel so inclined, please give us a review. Thank you so much.